Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are turned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in the studio this afternoon. Now, don't forget, the fall is the perfect time of year to get out and explore Mississippi. You can start your adventure by going to visitmississippi.org. And you can stream good things. We are live over at supertalk.fm where you can watch or listen to the show. And today on Good Things, you get to meet Mississippi's very first Rice Queen, and that's Miss Dia. And the 2021 Rice Queen runner-up is Miss Dobbs. So welcome, ladies. Hi, how are you? All right, Miss Dia, we'll start with you since you're the queen. Congratulations. Thank you. How did you get um, interested in even running for the very first ever Mississippi Rice Queen? Well, um, at my school, I'm in my senior year, of course, and one of the biggest things ahead of us is applying for colleges. And a big part of that is scholarships. And my school guidance counselor has just been sending us out these scholarships, and one of them that I came across was for the Delta Rice Queen. And a lot of the girls in my grade were interested in it, and I just thought, you know, why not? Right? It's something that I know a lot about and that I'm involved with almost every week. So I just went ahead and did it. Yep. So how are you involved with rice production here in Mississippi every week? Well, I'm not involved with rice production per se. Um, more, well, this is what I touched on in my essay, at least. I... I'm Indian, and I have um, a strong Indian heritage, and rice is something that I probably eat every other day of the week. It's one of my favorite parts of the Indian meals that I eat, and it's been in a big part of my family. Even in India, it's always been eaten like that, so I'm pretty close to rice, I could say. Now, Ms. Dobbs, you are a runner-up when you still got some scholarship from the Rice Promotion Board. Not Even though you don't wear the crown for the Mississippi Rice Queen, it's still quite an accomplishment to be the first one out. So what to, what drew you to the competition, being that it had never been done before? Well, I had several people send the flyer and stuff to me. And, you know, I come from a multi-generational rice farming family. And I was like, this is something I can do. And even if I don't get it or whatever... It's still a good opportunity and, you know, just something fun to try, especially since it was the first year. And I'm very glad that I did it. So how many generations, you said multi-generational, uh, Ms. Dobbs, that your family has been farming rice in the Delta? What? Which number are we on now? Three generations. Three generations of rice farming. So what would be a fun fact about rice farming that us listening to good things might not know? Um, oh, I don't know. Rice farmers are every day. They're trying to come up with new ways to just produce their, really just conserve water and new ways to just, I don't even know. Um, 
Well, I think it's I interesting mean, it's that exciting it's exciting things to do with it. <laughs> yes, there's an exciting thing, and it's the sixth highest. Mississippi is the sixth highest ranked state when it comes to rice production. I think that's something good we should be talking more about, particularly when we, you know, choose to what put on the dinner table. Miss Dia, you mentioned that you eat it almost every other day, if not every day, there in your household. So you get to actually advocate for the rice industry this upcoming year as queen. So what are you hoping? What message are you hoping to spread? Um, I'm just hoping to spread the importance of the rice industry and how I want to spread the information on how it can really benefit the Delta economically with bringing jobs and I uh, just hope to bring attention to that. Well, jobs, I mean, Ms. Dobbs, you would know about that. Three generations of your family has been working in um, or on, you know, a rice farm. Have you gotten down and dirty on the farm? Have you had to do some chores? Oh, yes, ma'am. I've spent many of Late nights or weekends, riding the farm and turning off the um, irrigation systems that we use and just, you know, checking fields, watching the weather. Um, We really need a couple of dry weeks here recently to get the harvest in and everything. So, yes, ma'am, for sure. Are we in the harvest sort of season? I would think those of us listening to good things, Ms. Dobbs, would be like, I'm not sure when do you harvest rice or when do you plant rice? So for the rice farmer, like what what time of year is it for you guys? It is right now. The recent rain has really put a damper on it, but we're trying to get everything dried out and get back out there in the fields. Get back out there. And I know getting out there is what both of you will do over the upcoming year. Now, Miss Dia, you you are on track to at least use some of the scholarship money that you won as Miss Rice Queen. I do believe you won maybe like 2000 from the Rice Promotion Board, which is a, is a nice scholarship. So what's next for you? What do you look to do with that money? Well, I'm definitely going to try to put it towards college, of course. Um, I'm undecided on what I want to do meaning which college I want to go to, but the scholarship will definitely help towards that. So it'll definitely be a scholarship fund. Do you know what you will maybe study when you go to college? Yes. Um, I for sure want to do pre-med, but I kind of want to try to study during college more about the healthcare system, especially in Mississippi, and how we can improve that. Well, I think that's admirable. Okay, Miss Dobbs, you too won a scholarship as the first ever runner-up to the Mississippi, Miss Mississippi's Rice Queen of 2021. I think you received $500 for your scholarship. So what's next for you? Next fall, I plan to attend the University of Mississippi, and I hope to major in integrated marketing communications. Well, I love that. And I know, too, you were just taking your ACT, so you're already putting forward <laughs> the effort to do that. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. I actually took that this morning. <laughs> which I thought was sweet that you were like, couldn't get back in touch with you. I was taking the ACT, which just goes to show that you ladies are moving forward with your um, education. And that's what it's about when you have, you know, the Rice Queen has these scholarship sort of programs. So, Miss Dia, I know that you were the first, so there can't ever be another first. But what would you say to young ladies or families of farmers who would look to Rice Queen number two in 2022 to maybe taking part in the pageant? I would say go for it. It has been an incredible experience and getting to participate, the whole interview process and meeting other people like Dobbs has just been fantastic. And I'm really excited to be able to represent the rice industry. So, yeah, I would say just go for it. Are they going to keep you busy? Are you going to be out and about across Mississippi spreading the love of rice? So where will you be? 
So um, I think we might be attending the Ag Expo. I know Dobbs and I will be going to a meeting, I think, in November. for. So I think it's an annual rice farming farmers meeting or something like that. Um, but, yeah, the annual Ag Expo, uh, I think the some some other things. But with COVID, everything's up in the air. But I'm hoping I'll be able to get around, yeah. Well, if you're ever here in central Mississippi, we'd love for you to stop by the Good Things um, studio in person, Ms. Dia. But I've got to ask, since you have a different flair with your Indian heritage, what is your favorite rice dish? My favorite rice dish? Um, there's this dish called chicken biryani. It's a dry dish, which has uh, just chicken in it, rice. It has a lot of spices in it and norm- normally some vegetables, almost like a casserole. So, yeah, I love that. So can I ask you a question, and I may be throwing you under the bus, so take it, don't, don't take it uh, personally. Do you stir your rice whenever you're cooking it on the stove, or do you not stir it and just let it do its thing? I think we just let it sit. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because during rice month, I got called out for my mishap of stirring the rice when you're supposed to let it sit. So I was just, you were unprepared for that question, so you just solidify the fact that I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> and that that is just absolutely okay. Okay, Ms. Stubbs, you on the farm with your family uh, being rice uh, rice farmers, Mississippi rice farmers, how do you best like your rice? Ma'am? How do you best like rice? Um, I love red beans and rice. Specifically from the rendezvous in Memphis. Can't get better than that. Good old red beans and rice. Well, I think I wish the best, the both of you, the best of luck with your upcoming reign over the next year. Again, the invitation is open. If you're ever in the central Mississippi area, please stop by. We would love to have you both. But thank you for your time. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. All righty, there you go. Your first ever Mississippi Rice Queen and Rice Queen runner-up. Now, Rhino, I feel like I've been put to shame again. So that's the second time someone who knows what they're talking about has told me not to stir the rice, just to let it sit and do its thing, and that's how you get it perfect and fluffy and unsticky. But the other um, dish that Miss Dia had mentioned. They can't see you back there in the in your little hole, but you were shaking your head like, yes, you know what that was. You like Indian food, don't you? Oh, yeah. Indian food, I, I jokingly call it the soul food of Asian cuisine because Asian spices are all very similar. Indian spices, there's a little bit more to it than, say, Chinese spices or Japanese or Korean, but the Indians love their cream they love their heavy tomato sauces and that chicken dish she was talking about is delicious well i'll have to leave it to someone who knows what they're doing to cook that for me but i would eat it if you served it to me for sure i haven't met a rice dish i hadn't liked yet i will say that but we hope you hadn't met a good things you don't enjoy yet either so stick with us we've got more for you coming up next
Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, The Waterford on Highland Colony is much more than bingo and bread pudding. Call us to see why we're doing retirement right at the Waterford on Highland Colony in Ridgeland. 601-856-6131. 601-856-6131. The Waterford. Proud sponsors of Old Miss Sports. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things wants to remind you there's so many... 
good things to do in Mississippi. Plenty of places to eat, stay, and play today. So take some time and go to visitmississippi.org. And coming up Wednesday, hey, that's tomorrow, you can catch Middays at Cruising the Coast. That's America's largest block party. Cruising the Coast is celebrating its 25th anniversary with nonstop fun and entertainment. That started October the 3rd, and it's going to run through October the 10th on the Gulf Coast. So tomorrow from 10 to 1, you can tune in to Super Talk Mississippi and catch Middays with Gerard Gibbert, which will be there again at the Biloxi Town Green, if you know where that's at. For more information about Cruising the Coast, there's plenty of time to get out and go down. You can go to cruisingthecoast.com. And October is actually National Pork Month. Yum. Pork and rice go very nice together. Ooh, that rhymed. <laughs> You're a poet. You didn't know I'm it. a poet and I didn't know it. This year, pork has been, uh, has seen a dramatic increase in retail sales as people have cooked at home and tried new recipes from, from cooking up some exciting new flavors to learning about America's pork farm. So check out pork.org slash real dash pork. So you're our chef out of the two of us. Favorite pork recipe? Uh, it's going to be the easiest one because it's pork tenderloin. You can, yeah. you can get them already cut and ready to go. I mean, they got them where you can just cook it in the bag. You literally take the sticker off the bag, sit it on a cookie sheet yep. or a baking dish. And Can't it, mess it up. Put it in at the right temperature and take it out at the right time, and it's delicious. I love pork chops. I've never met a pork chop I didn't like. I like the thin ones. I like the thick ones. I like the bone-in. I like the boneless. I like fried ones. I like grilled ones. I like smothered and covered ones with rice and gravy. You know, I like them paired with other fun things as well. So if I had to say just... Give me pork, I would say. Well, give me a good old pork chop. But if I had to choose, I guess, a a big, thick, bone-in pork chop off the grill is probably going to be my favorite. Or, as I said that, my mouth went, but you really like the thin, crispy, like the, well, I won't bone-in, but like the fried bone-in sort of pork chops, too, where you have to pick it up and eat it with your hands. If you eat your pork chop with a fork and knife fried one, I'm really not sure if if you're Southern or not. I don't know. That would be... You could, we could revoke your southern card. Depends on card. if you got company or not. Oh, true. What kind of company? <laughs> First timers or like been around the block kind of company? Because that will completely. Well, at a certain point, they're no longer company. They're just family, right? <laughs> if, they, if you know them well enough to just pick up your pork chop with your bare hands and go after it, then they're on that family level. Well, that's not true though, too, because there's many of you who just gone to your favorite diner, dine-in, or Sunday buffet and. You don't care who saw you. The pork chop's good, and you want to get that meat right out the bone. You just The only one way you can do it is sort of pick it up and sort of heat it. The only way you can get the best headlines from across the state, too, of just the good, heartwarming uh, stories is over on the Good Things Facebook group or over at supertalk.fm. Our news team does a great job of giving you the news you need to know, but then also putting in those heartwarming stories. And I was over there. Looking earlier to our latest headlines, and I found the sweetest story about Buddy, if y'all remember Buddy the Dog's recovery, and it is considered a uh, a miracle. And if you don't remember, it was a heartbreaking story of Buddy the Dog, and it was shared earlier this year. And to say that he has stolen hearts of thousands would be an understatement. And he he just found himself in an unfortunate situation by unfortunate scenarios in Tate County, and he survived. 
through fire. Let's just put it that way. But he was rushed to Mississippi State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, where they did their thing. And if you've ever had a fur baby that you've had to take to the vet um, college there, you know you're sending them to the best of the best, but they're still learning and they're willing to work and try. And so it's always... You know, you, not last resort. You don't want to use those words, but sometimes it is to give them a chance. They're the big dogs. They are the big dogs. And as as you can see, if you read the following um, update on supertalk.fm, that the tu- Tunica Humane Society Shelter Director Sandy Williams says recovery has been nothing short of a miracle. And I would assume the next step for Buddy would be to find his forever home. And that will also be a wonderful good thing for us to keep uh, keep up with. There's just something cool with animals. They just connect with us in a way that other stories just don't, kind of like with children, right? And we love to see when they have miraculous turnarounds and heartwarming things. And then we also love to hear the weird and the unusual because you're like, only... An animal could do that or a child could do that. And so this is the story of a squirrel who filled a North Dakota's man's pickup truck with not one, not two, but 42 gallons of walnuts. That's he found squirrel. a hidey hole. <laughs> hidey hole? No, that's, that was completely different. <laughs> yes, to say he found himself somewhere to store up some goodies for winter would be would be an understatement. So many of you have wrestled with squirrels either in your attic or maybe you do have squirrels that like to find and keep things in, you know, in your backyard. But, like, I can't imagine walking into my – going to my car and seeing that – Hmm. This looks suspicious. And then forty. But how do you hide? Where are four, how do you? Is, is it in the trunk of the car? I was about to say this. This had to have been a car that was sitting up for a while, or in the barn, or something. Because even the, is it over the hedge? The movie with the squirrel mm-hmm. that gets a hold of the caffeine. Even that squirrel would have a hard time moving forty plus gallons worth of walnuts in a short amount of time. So Bill, the owner of the truck said he had repeatedly spotted the red red squirrel climbing on his Chevy while it was parked outside his home, and he discovered the small animal was filling the vehicle with large amounts of walnuts from the tree in his yard. So it sounds like maybe he just allowed the squirrel... It takes time for a little creature like a squirrel, even a big one, to move 42 gallons of walnuts. And when asked, he said they were in a lot of places. They were in a radiator fan... All through there, the corner has been uh, covered with walnuts, and it's planning on camping there for the winter. And so I think he may just let allow the squirrel to be. I mean, at what point do you, and if you don't need it for travel, do you just allow the critter to keep your to keep your car for the winter? I don't know about that. I mean, we can make other arrangements. <laughs> what other? What do you think he's going to follow the walnuts with him? Oh yeah, he he wants those walnuts. He, I mean, that's why he's been storing them and trying to keep them safe. So you just relocate them to another safe hidey hole within <laughs> squirrel distance. Or do you just take them out and see if he will relocate them himself? But I just feel like that's a lot of work. You just—that's a lot of nature sweat equity. All right, well, at least I'm going to set up ground rules as much as you can with the squirrel. Because the squirrel, you don't want the squirrel chewing through your wiring okay, on your engine. Okay, that's fair. Or, he did, okay, so I'm re- he pulled the fenders off. He cleaned out all the walnuts. 
He thought he had them all and took down, took it down the road and turned the corner and found one rolling inside the windshield where the wiper. <laughs> this man's going to find walnuts coming out of his whatever. So he did remove them. Okay. He said yes. So I'm not sure where what happened to the walnuts, but it's not a story we can keep up with. But it's one that makes me smile, particularly for those who enjoy watching this time of year. If you have a backyard or front yard full of squirrels or squirrel families, just know that they're on the move and you never know where they're going to store their they're goods. Oh, yeah. Anybody that has sat in a deer stand for longer than 30 minutes can tell you how entertaining squirrels can be. Entertaining, too, is the C Spire text line where you guys are sharing your favorite pork recipes since October is pork month. Larry and Jackson says Boston butt in the crock pot with four pork tacos. There you go. Ooh, if I'm going to have like a shredded, like the kind of meat for pork tacos, I'm going straight to pork nachos. I mean, I don't mind a pork taco, but if I had to choose, if I had to choose, if you're gonna pork out the nachos, you might as well make the chips pork rinds. Can you do that? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can. <laughs> I guess I'm not asking like for permission. I'm just thinking, is so that's tasty. Barbecue pork nachos, yeah. And, but, um, and, pork and the chips are pork rinds. Huh. And Ray in Long Beach says, if it has a bone, it has a handle, which goes for so pork chops come. With a built-in handle. And King Biscuit says, squirrel stew. You know, if I could ask that man, I'd want to know what he did with those walnuts. If he keeps those walnuts, and then he should he should not at least cook the squirrel. <laughs> if he had that kind of squirrel labor in his backyard that brought him 42 gallons of walnuts, the least he could do for said squirrel was not eat him. Allow him to maybe also harvest walnuts next year. But put out a vehicle that's a complete, you know. Buy a squirrel junker? Buy a squirrel junker. See if the squirrel doesn't invite other friends to his hotel motel, and they all start to store up things for you. Have a whole squirrel soiree. But then if they're living there, you got to feed them, and that's what they were trying to do is feed themselves. So now you are taking... From the squirrels, if you leave them alive. You got a squirrel snafu on your hands. I think this conversation's gone long enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, feeling sorry for the squirrel. Now I want to eat the squirrel. So let's, let's pause here and come back with more good things coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 82. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 62. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high near 84. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet, your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet, seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet, Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Newton Elementary student that was shot last week is recovering from surgery. Six-year-old Tylan Parker's leg was shattered when a gun and another student's backpack went off accidentally. The investigation is ongoing. Growth in ocean and maritime-related technologies, or the blue economy on Mississippi's Gulf Coast, is leading to growth in other areas. Gulfport Mayor Billy Hughes explained the trickle-down effect. We're going to have hundreds of new jobs, high-tech, high-paying jobs, that are going to eventually lead to even more people coming in and providing the same type of jobs to service these industries that are here or that are on their way, and they have to live somewhere, right? They're going to want to shop somewhere. They're going to want to have things to do. And so our beachfront's ready, our waterfront's ready, Jones Park is going on, and you find this up and down the coast. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, this is Stephen with Americans for Prosperity, Mississippi. Do you know how your legislators really voted on the issues that impact you and your family every day? Often, our elected officials campaign on defending your rights and liberties, yet they vote for special interest and irresponsible policies. See how your legislators voted at scorecardms.com to hold them accountable and encourage them to continue advancing the cause of liberty in Mississippi. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, the Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, the Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Things wants to remind you that there's an adventure in Mississippi awaiting you. All you have to do is go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And we're going to find out more about why MSU is taking part in two ribbon-cutting ceremonies for school learning gardens coming up this Friday. Joining us on Good Things to Share a Little More is Mr. Corey Gallo. He is a landscape architect professor in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. And you helped build those gardens. So welcome, Corey. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It's good to have you here. It's also good to see that there are going to be some learning gardenings across the state of Mississippi. We all know that gardening can be a great classroom for many good life lessons. So tell us how these gardens came about. Yeah, I'd love to start by just saying how important it is for kids to get outside. And some research is really critical and how important that is you know kids spend on average about 12 hours a week watching television but only about half an hour a week actually outside in activities and there's a lot of research supporting that kids spending programmed class time outside score better on test scores uh, eat more healthy vegetables and make better health choices about what they eat um, they improve physical activity they, they have improved you know, psychological health, especially so important in times like this. And so really a great, you know, having classrooms that are outside, so important for kids rather than sitting inside the entire day. So briefly, this series of projects started a few years ago where we, as, uh, as a group of departments in architecture, landscape architecture, interior design, sought out to, you might say, build a better mousetrap, build a better type of learning garden outside and what we found was treating them as much like gardens as they're like classrooms. So we use the term living room, um, where there's plenty of seating, there's much less growing space so that teachers don't have as much to maintain, but they could really allow a class to go outside and use the space to teach math or teach science or teach English in an outdoor environment with 
plenty of seating, and also they can learn about nutrition, health, and the environment all in the same space. So we've actually done three of these now. Two of them will have a ribbon cutting this Friday. Uh, the first is at Galloway Elementary in Jackson. Uh, it's a K through fifth grade school. And then the second is at uh, the, the MSU Starkville Partnership School here in Starkville. And the third is at Leland uh, School Park in Leland. And so they're kind of spread all over the state and we have three of them uh, that due to COVID and how that's worked, they're getting to use for the first time all at the same time this year. So we're really excited to see that. Even though there will be a smaller area for growing something, Corey, will they still have the opportunity to maybe grow some fresh fruits or vegetables to be able then to take back into the classroom and try, even if it's not maybe like a full-scale, you know, vegetable garden? Yeah, and I think the key to that is we're not, not to grow to produce, but to grow to learn. And so one child planting that one seed that they get that one tomato from or, or cucumber, whatever it is, that sort of experience from one step along the process is really what it's about. And a lot of research shows that a lot of gardens that are put in, teachers just can't maintain in small budgets and stuff like that. And so that's why that's like that. Uh, the school here by us at the partnership school actually has a, a classroom inside that's a kitchen classroom. And so taking that experience back to food prep as well. So I think that's the, the you know, if you can imagine seed to table <laughs> in a classroom and that full experience is definitely the ideal setup. Well, I know as a dietitian for sure, Corey, anytime a child has vested interest in growing the produce or the vegetable, they may not be lifelong lovers of that particular food, but they are much more willing to at least give it a try, right? Like, I mean, parents know the struggle is real all the time just to get kids to try new foods, particularly fruits and vegetables. But even if they just pulled the weeds or went and picked it from, you know, that's already been done, they feel like, oh, now that's mine. And so I have to give it a try. So this definitely has the stage to set the set the stage for them to get more variety and at least to try. Absolutely. And the earlier they can have that, that positive experience, the better. When they find out they don't like spinach, we're, we're lost <laughs> in that process. But if if student if kids have that early positive experience of, of touching and growing and tasting something that they're proud of, it's more likely to care for it now. And research is still you know doesn't there show a positive correlation between that early age of testing, and the trick is to keep doing that over not just in grade school, right, up until middle school and high school. And you start to see high school students in older classrooms start to do that as well. So we're excited that we did, we have both an elementary and a mid and two middle schools so that kids could have a different ages, different types of experiences. And that relates to the classroom. What you learn in a science class in first grade is very different than what you might learn about the same process in sixth grade or seventh grade. And so as an opportunity for teachers, another thing we're trying to do, we're working with some other folks on campus related to curricula and helping Leland and the partnership school here on their curricula and their classrooms so they can incorporate this into science classes and other programs so that it's not just 
hey, you know, Mrs. or Mr. Teacher, could you fit this into your very busy day and everything you get done so it actually seamlessly fits into the stuff they have to teach at the same time? I would be interested too, Corey, to see how many teachers are excited about different classroom locations or having the option to take the classroom um, outside. I feel like, you know, we all know that we just sometimes step outside. It changes our entire perspective or our mood or gives us some fresh air. And I just like to, I mean, take, you can, the gardening part's great, but then also shifting it up where kids get to spend some time inside, even if they're still sitting, they're getting that vitamin D, they're getting just the outside environment, I just think gives teachers more tools in their toolbox to sort of keep things engaging and sort of keep things interesting for the kids. Yeah, that vitamin in nature, right? So That is. And, and, and I think that was, yeah, as, as kids... Um, and that was one of definitely the underpinning ideas behind the space is there's definitely there's a there's a trend and you have these trends throughout history of creating garden spaces after World War II, whether victory gardens uh, during the Depression, they were food production. And those trends come back and around through history. And today, sort of combined with other environmental focused ideas, the idea especially so important as obesity and child obesity is so such a large challenge for our country as our focus on nutrition and health in education and so the garden as the idea was there's this movement towards that at the same time we see that if if it's not set up like a classroom where a student where teachers can maintain it and organize it it's just not used that well and so along with that comes the opportunity just to kids get outside and have a class and so two of the classrooms that we did have chalkboards outside uh, and so students can have kids line up, have a class discussion about anything outside. As long as it's not raining and not too hot, uh, they can use that space just like they would inside. Uh, and I think so far in the teachers that we've talked to, for instance, at Leland, the principal there, Ms. Williams, was so excited to hear that. And she said all of our teachers have seen pictures before you know, they really used the, the space last semester. Um, they're all lining up to use the space and are excited to bring out every class that they have out there to use the space. So that's exciting to, for us to hear that it's hopefully successful. We're actually going to do a study this year with a grad student on asking teachers across the school, those that are directly and indirectly engaged, how they used it and what they find worked and what could be better as we kind of redefine and keep moving this idea ahead. And I would love for you to share that research with us here on Good Things, uh, Corey, because there's many chiming in saying kids learning about uh, their, where their food comes from is important. Kids being outside more and just being able to get the wiggles out or get that vitamin D is important. So I feel like you're going to get the parents buy in for sure from this as well as teachers. So if they're interested in bringing this concept to their school, I mean, is there a way to contact you or just figure out more or get in line or however that may be? <laughs> Uh, well, I should say, you know, the way these are done in our in our programs is that these are classes for us. And so there's three of us in faculty, uh, Professor Hans Herman in architecture, Suzanne Pounty in graphic design, that have done these together collaboratively across college and, and programs. And it, for students, we look at that for our own students and how to learn how to create a concept implementation. So we do everyone a little bit differently for that standpoint. But... We have an idea. We're not sure if it's going to happen, but we're hoping that eventually a company that sort of like makes greenhouses might pick this up as a product that they would be able to make and they could sell and distribute it. And so um, the idea is very simple. It uses 
uh, troughs, watering troughs, and, and greenhouse structures to make this very dynamic vertical growing structure. Well, I think this is pretty cool. Wishing you the best of luck with your two ribbon cuttings this coming up Friday. Corey, please keep us updated on all things that are going on with the project. I think it's nothing but good things. So thank you for your time. (laughs) Thank you, and and glad to be here. All righty. You guys stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next. We've all heard the old expression, work smarter, not harder. Those words become a reality when you visit Ace Bolt and Screw. From tools and accessories to every fastener imaginable, Ace Bolt and Screw has everything you need for every job. Register to win a Predator Talon high-performance electric bike valued at $3,000. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Located on Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, right off I-55 at the Gluckstadt exit, and coming soon to Highway 49 in Richland. Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a healthcare journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well child checkups to after hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. This is the closing agri market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 400 to 108.93. March cotton was up 400 to 106.59. At the close, the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were up 14 and three quarters to 12.50 and a half per bushel. January soybeans were up 14 and three quarters to 12.61 per bushel. December corn was down three and a quarter to 5.37 and a half per bushel. March corn was down three and three quarters to 5.46 per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was down 20 to 127.85. February live cattle was up 35 to 132.75. November feeders up 185 to 156.87. January feeders up 172 to 157.27. And at the south, the Dow Jones is up 476 points, 34,479. I'm Nixon Williams, and this is the Mississippi Agri-News Network. 
defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Late season weather is no match for preparation and planning. Grow with pride all season long with Delta Pine brand cotton. Featuring varieties bred to tolerate high winds and freezing temperatures. Open bowls and pick easily with Harvest Aid products. And defoliate for an earlier harvest with high yield potential. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And don't delay, too, connecting with us beyond here. You can get us over on the YouTubes. You just search for Super Talk Mississippi there on YouTube and make sure you hit subscribe. You can also connect with us via podcast form. So wherever you get your favorite podcasts, you can connect with us here on Good Things and Beyond. you got the Gallo Show, uh, Middays with Gerard Gibbert. You've got the Sports Talk coming up next, not to mention the Smorgasbord of all the sports shows that they have available for you. So basically, if you listen to podcasts, there's no reason you shouldn't be subscribed to uh, Super Talk. Just search it and then hit uh, hit subscribe. You can also watch what we do here on Good Things. Super Talk TV is one way to do that. We hope you've um, taken time to join us there today. And then you can also watch on your Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, C Spire TV, and beyond. So basically, there's no excuse not to be connected with Super Talk on just about um, every platform imaginable. But here, live on the show, the Ceasefire text line is the best way to connect with us. That's 601 879 And Larry and Jackson did text in and say, love kids learning all food doesn't come from a factory. And I think this is very generational, and I don't think it was intentional. I just think the further you got away from having to garden to survive, the, you know, what kids don't know what kids don't know. But there there are parents, and I would say it's maybe my generation, uh, parents who are probably 40 or younger, whose kids, you'll for the first time, you, you realize you're having to say things like, that, that don't just come from a bat, like, comes from a, from a garden because our generation or at least I say our generation being mid uh, mid to upper uh, 30s 40s and obviously some people still garden but we really did like you still had grandparents that were heavily into it or you had parents that were heavily into it and it's just slowly sort of backed away and you take for granted that you just grew up knowing seeds go in plants come up or if you lived on uh, a farm like with beef or or pork being pork month or whatever, you just sort of knew 
those cows go to the plate or whatever. And so it's neat, though, when you have kids and they see it connect for the first time that, hey, I can put a seed in the ground and it grows and it produces something. And then watching them harvest that, even if it's not a big harvest or small harvest. And they really do take ownership of it, whether they, you know, just dive in and love the tomatoes or the whatever you know, forever, they at least now have like an appreciation sort of for it. My first memory in the garden is um, shelling peas, hands down. Picking peas, shelling peas. Purple I, whole peas. I remember getting the purple fingers, having the big. Having um, to get the lemon juice to get it all. Uh-huh. We would sit outside with the box fans, and Granny would sit there with her beehive, and she would just be in a meditation, getting it going, and just as quickly as could be, and carrying on the conversation with you. And over there on like a struggle bus, trying to get my peas out, breaking them off, not getting in the right sort of rhythm, getting frustrated. And, you know, and, and yeah, so you just sort of knew that that's and then you had that appreciation for them whenever they got put in front of you with cornbread and whatever else the meals were. But my granny loved peas. So we we shelled a ton of them. So do you grow up? Did you grow up, Rhino, picking something, growing something? Oh, yeah. But we definitely shelled peas. We shucked corn a few times. We, we had all kind of good stuff. My favorite, too, was uh, going out and collecting cucumbers before they were ready. I don't know why the little like the little ones. And then it would be like, no, those are too small. <laughs> you can't put them back. I remember being told that. Like, <laughs> Once you pick them, like they're picked. I mean, you can use them for obviously other things. Just uh, like we were talking about the other day and speaking about things that don't really look the way they're presented at the grocery store mm-hmm. and how mind-blowing it is that first time you figure out wait baby carrots aren't really just small carrots yes. they're the ugly ones that got shaved down to be pretty there's a whole new market out there now for misfit vegetables or for ugly vegetables um, because we do eat with our eyes and Grocers know that. So what you see in the grocery store is the creme de la crop. Like so many farmers have to throw away good crop, but because it doesn't meet the standard for the market, then they don't have a a place for it. So I think it's cool that people are coming in and rescuing those or providing other opportunities, usually at a discount price. But shoot, the squash sautés the same just because it doesn't necessarily have the same, you know, perfect dimensions and all the things it's still squash and bell peppers and everything else they deserve the right to nourish you too ugly veggies are still veggies (laughs) i feel i see that as a bumper sticker jesus loves ugly veggies (laughs) and you too (laughs) and we appreciate you here on good things you really do make good things great but stick with us you got more coming up next with sports talk mississippi from three to six But Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.